Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Hey everybody, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Um, I am, I am excited. I am meeting so many interesting people, as are you. Uh, today, uh, we have Belen Jimenez Mena, who is from Aarhus, and you may not have heard of that. It's in Denmark. Uh, you can look on the show notes and see a, a nice map. And Balin, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. This is, um, this Very is, fine. this is great. <laughs> I, uh, as I said, I I love meeting all the interesting people that work on TEDx's, and uh, I'm curious: Are you going to New York for TED Fest? I am actually. Fantastic! We'll get to see you in person. I think we've got um, 20 of the first 25 episodes. Uh, the folks are going to be there, so we'll we'll have to do something uh, exciting to celebrate. Yeah, that that would be awesome. What? Um, <laughs> What was your first taste of TED? Um, so I am a researcher oh. uh, working in, yeah, working in genomics. And when I started my scientific career, actually, um, I started to attend conferences. And well, mm. as a scientist, we, we get to attend many scientific conferences. But uh, when I attended my first uh, conference, I, I remember I realized how badly scientists uh, did conference talks. Oh, <laughs> I mean, luckily there were exceptions or there are exceptions, but, but in general, uh, that was my, like my, my first impression of, uh, how scientists communicate. Mm. So I decided that I wanted to become better in public speaking. So, uh, one of my mentors at that time during my PhD, he introduced me to TED talks as a way of, uh, improving my public speaking skills oh. and since since then i've become a ted fan and <laughs> and so what this is great because i love using ted talks as training and I, we hear those stories a lot right um i had a, a a youth organizer who would watch ted talks as his parents would drive him to school right in the car <laughs> so i mean he's indoctrinated early what what do you think you picked up? What was the biggest tip you got from watching those as it relates to being a better speaker? Um, uh, for example, relating to the audience and mm -hmm. telling personal stories and maybe crafting your idea in a way that tells a story and makes you want to listen until the end. That's that's the trick, isn't it? Now, have you done a TED Talk yet? I haven't. Do, do you have one in you? Uh, I have some ideas. 
<laughs> Isn't it interesting as as we work around so many people that are giving talks, uh, we get asked that question, have you done a yeah. TED Talk, right? Or you're, you get encouraged to do one. So then um, when did you start working in um, at uh, Aarhus? Uh, as a TEDx, you mean? Or, yeah, yes, uh, yes. Um, so when I arrived in to Aarhus in 2013 um, to, com- to to finish my PhD in this city, uh, I, I remember uh, yeah coming and then not seeing any TEDx conference oh. around. So there, there hadn't been any. So uh, together with uh, my co, well, a friend of mine, Andrea Klassen, we decided that we wanted to start and to start building the TEDx community in Aarhus. Um, so we we started to organize uh, well the first TEDx in Aarhus that was called TEDx Venelux Boulevard yes. that took place in 2015, and then since then that event uh, got upgraded into TEDx Aarhus. And then I became a part of it as a volunteer working with the speakers. Now, I'm trying to imagine what it was like for you and Andrea. Okay, we're going to do a TEDx. Did you know anybody that had ever done a TEDx? Did you have, what, what, got, what made you think, okay, we can do this? Um... No, we didn't know anyone that had organized a TEDx event. Anyone. So oh that was gosh. that was a bit, yeah, that was a bit tricky actually. The, the start and it took a, a little bit of time. Uh, but Aarhus, you know, is a is a super exciting city with like lots of opportunities and people are willing to listen and to support these kind of ideas. But the, it was the tricky part as well is that at least at that time. TED was not a, like not many people knew about right, TED and right. TEDx. So, so trying to explain to people, you know, would you like to support this event? <laughs> uh, what did you say? What is it? Right. What's yeah. the name? <laughs> and so it took a bit of time. It, so which, so tell me what resources you took advantage of the most that helped you. Now, the reason I'm asking this is a lot of our listeners are either first time or they're considering, you know, they've heard about the show and they're thinking, gosh, maybe uh, I want to go produce a TEDx, but there's more resources. What did you lean on the most? Mm, uh, I think that uh, maybe TED Hub, TED Hub a little bit, but at that time there was no, I remember there wasn't like a specific, you know, hands-on manual for first uh, doers you know Uh, so I think it was just thinking and trial and error (laughs) trial and error I love that trial and error and one of the I'm curious are there other TEDx's near you or in the region that you now have uh, made friendships with and you go and visit um, you you can see now that they are emerging. Um, I I I, recent, I recently attended TEDx Odense, which is a, a city uh, not far from Aarhus. Um, so they they did the f- the first TEDx Odense as a, a, as the city 
name. Um, and then TEDx Copenhagen uh, is doing more events right now, like TEDx salons and uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we are still a, a small community here in Denmark. How many people? <laughs> how many people uh, come to your event? So TEDx Benelux, we we didn't have the, the like the big license, right, so right. Uh, only one hundred people could attend. Uh, but then, uh, um, so the the licensee from TEDx Aarhus, she she well she could attend uh, one of the TED event, and uh, there were we had like eight hundred people attending TEDx Aarhus last year. And now your. Your role is as the co-head of curators. Your focus on the speakers is that right? Exactly. And what is it about the Orhus TEDx? Do you feel is uniquely Danish? If it if it is, um, Orhus is a very international city, actually, mm. and. Um, our our team at TEDx Benelux Boulevard, so the first event that, that happened in Aarhus, it was a, a very international team. We had Danish uh, Danish people as as well as internationals coming from everywhere, um, and uh, and I think that that TEDx is benefiting is is for sure uh, making a benefit of this international community. Um, and, and many international people now attend TEDx Aarhus as well. And your, do your speakers come from right there in the region, or they come from all over the continent, or they come from other continents? Um, I think we have uh, many international speakers uh, coming, like living in Denmark, but they are internationals th- themselves. Oh, so do most of the speakers then come from Denmark? Yeah, I mean, most they, of the right. speakers. Yeah. Right. So you're able to yeah. to find people. Is um now that region you said very exciting. It's uh you know international hub. Is uh, Aarhus known for something specific? I mean, it, I'm guessing there's a university there. You went for your PhD. Yeah. Yes. There's an a, an university which is growing every year, and now very exciting. Mm. This is the year of uh, Aarhus is the European capital of culture. How how does that happen? Is it is how do you become the capital of culture? <laughs> um, I think cities apply to uh, somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tricky question. I should know maybe, but I, I don't know how they are. Um, yeah, and and somehow two cities every year. Two cities are like the capital culture of uh, Europe. So is uh, that for the gonna, year. will that play into your 2017 event? Yes, it, it actually plays a lot. Oh. Um, the, the whole city is uh, is devoted to to you know cultural events, and and for sure this helps our organization to establish and and to be pushed by and supported by the organization. Right, as well. right. No, I I, I love that. One of the things we're doing with TEDx Santa Barbara is I would like to become what I call a destination TEDx, so people mm-hmm. would you know want to come here to our TEDx. So we've we reserve seats for people from out of town, but we also worked with the visitor bureau 
to mm-hmm. to go bring them on as a partner. And so you might go and find the people who run the um, whatever the division of capital of culture is, whatever that group is, you know, <laughs> and say and and have them be a part of it. With um, with your superpower being around storytelling and public speaking and curating, uh, let, let's talk a bit about that. What's do you have a particular philosophy about how you work with the the speakers? Mm, yeah, I, I say that uh, given all these well three years of experience, um, right. I think I've, I've I've learned a little bit about what things work and what doesn't. Um, I've learned, for example, that. It's a good idea to ask the community, like the local community, to to provide you with names of uh, speakers, because they are the ones that they, I mean, they, they will know the best, uh, and and will try to will will help you, um, maybe getting some those those names that you don't know about, because those are the the speakers that you'd like to have, sure. the ones that they have never been heard. Have you found that there's a, because, I mean, I think of the organizers who just, they're not really sure where to start when you do that to go find, I mean, you, you look in your own network and then you go to your network of networks. Are Have you found some uh, reliable sources like, you know, maybe you talk to certain types of professors and then they know people or, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to go talk to these kinds of people. Maybe give us some, some tips of who you might start with. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that, I mean, we don't have like a, a specific person we ask for names, but uh, what we've done this uh, last years has been to place like a, a a questionnaire or uh, an application and and the community uh, like an online questionnaire and the community nominates somebody to be a speaker uh, and then they provide you with uh, you know keys on why do they think it, sure. that the speaker fits or you know and, and if they know contact details of that person and then and then once you kind of um, choose the ones that maybe the, you are most interested in. Sometimes it happens that through those people that you interview, those potential speakers, then right. you, you get new ideas and uh-huh. maybe they know somebody that will be even more suitable for your event. That happens, for example, last, last year. We were interviewing somebody and that person thought, oh, maybe I'm not the right person to speak this year, but I think that this other person will do very well. Ah, so that, so what is your criteria when you're thinking of, you know, do you have like questions that, well, no, let's back up. So they fill out this form. Do you have them also submit a video or do you wait until you've made a, a selected down and then say, okay, these final selections, please send a video. Um, 
this has been something of trial error as well. Oh, okay. So the first year, so for TEDx Benelux Boulevard, we didn't we didn't have a, a, a video. We were just Andrea and I were spending the time visiting uh, each of the potential speakers and um, you know interviewing them and seeing if they fit. But then the second year, when it became a little bit bigger. In my team, we started asking for videos to those potential speakers. And that was actually, it turned out to be a very good idea mm. because that's the first step towards seeing if a potential speaker is actually devoted and to do a TED talk, uh, to a TEDx talk. And, and to actually, it's like the first proof that they would like to spend some time um, in, in, you know, in, in crafting their idea and, and preparing it. So we asked for this three minute video, more or less. And it doesn't, ha it didn't, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a very, um, very uh, highly executed, sure. just with the mobile phone is, is fine. And and you, you get to know them a bit better. And then if, if, if you are more interested in their idea, then you, you meet with them. And do you ask the same questions so you have a kind of a format and, and do you still meet them in person if they've, once they've gone past the video before you actually select them, do you still meet them in person? Yes. So in the video for the video, we provide, well, so before the video, uh, before the video, if, if um, they, they have to, oh, the video comes with, also an application right. form in which they have to ask to answer different questions such as um, so typically we had defined the theme of the event before searching for a speaker so we will we'll ask typically uh, how does your idea fit the theme okay, what is your idea that is worth spreading um, uh, have you spoken publicly before can you send us links um, um, yeah, and then the video is basically uh, about the idea, like why, what is your idea? Uh, why should we care? Why, yeah. why, <laughs> why should we? Care? Why That's the community? That's the best why, question, right? <laughs> why does the community should care, and and why do you want to spread that idea? What and is? As been... I said, oh, I'm sorry. No, and I, I, as I just said, just in three minutes. So something like just to to know the the energy of the person. That's uh, that is frequently um, known in about the first ten seconds, isn't it? Yeah, it is. How many submissions <laughs> did you get uh, your last year? Last year, um, so people nominated somebody else. Right. We we got like maybe eighty nominations um i mean 80 80 speakers uh, we got like maybe 100 something nominations but some some people were nominating the same person um and then people nominated themselves like uh, maybe 45 50, 50 people maybe and then, and then we have interviewed 20 no almost 30 actually and then how many made it to the stage Actually, we are on the process right now. Oh, so we, okay, well, we won't let anybody know. So those 30 <laughs> of you that are listening to this, now you know that you may, you know, we'll, we'll hope for you. What, what's, what's, 
you know, I, I think your journey has been so interesting as a scientist, as a doctoral. Do you have your doctorate now? Yes, I'm oh. a postdoc now. Oh, congratulations. Um, so as, as someone who, who was curious about public speaking, I think it's wonderful that now three, you have three years of experience in helping people tell their stories and bring the stories to the stage and creating everything you have to do. What's been the biggest surprise for you during that? Mm, I think one of the biggest surprises has been to, to see an idea and a talk uh, sh be shaped throughout the time and how different the talk is from the beginning, the first script that we received or, or even, even, even before, like, like when we are talking with a potential speaker about mm. their idea, mm. you know, like the, this, the rough idea, you, you, you believe in that thing that you, that you are hearing, but you mm -hmm. cannot really mm -hmm. see until they give the talk. That's really that's really exciting. I, I I also have seen that happen so often. We um we actually my wife is a speaker coach and coaches um, TEDx teams all over comes in and helps, and it's so amazing that the the idea that got them accepted gets morphed. It feels like through <laughs> as you said through the shaping of that right to when they finally show up and and the best idea wins right it's it's either it was a different point of view it's not like a completely different idea but it was it was through that process now do you um how much coaching are you giving them through that process to help them shape or is this uh self discovery um, no, so we we have kind of developed uh, again through trial and error. Yes. Um, so last year and this year we are four people in the team. So we are four in the four five in the in the curation team. Um, so basically we uh, so this is a mixture between what happened last year and what are we thinking of doing this year based right. on our experience? So we first ask speakers for a draft. So, right. so we ask all our speakers to write their speeches. Yep. So we, we work with a script. I right. know that this, I mean, many, many speakers, they don't write their speeches, but we, we decide that I think that is good to, I mean, personally, I, I know. I agree. And I, 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 agree. I think it, I'm, yeah. I'm a script writer sure. uh, uh, you know those those people <laughs> so we asked them to to do the effort and write in their script and it doesn't to ha it doesn't have to be perfect but uh, just to, to put all the ideas and to try to craft this the script then we give them feedback on that uh, first draft then they have another second round of you know second preparation of the second draft yeah. and then they send it to us and uh, somehow this year, in between uh, first and second draft, I think we are going to do a, or I, I'd like to do a, a um, writing um, speaker coaching uh, workshop. So where, you know, to give them techniques on storytelling and structure uh, ideas for their introductions and their conclusions of the of the script, and uh, and the idea is that 
this should be after the first draft because right. then they will have made already the effort and they will have thought about how they want their speech to be and then they can come back and you know improve what they have uh, done with the you know hopefully the tips from the workshop and then well the second draft and then the, we will give feedback and then uh, our idea is to to make like a uh, an event uh, for for in which the speakers will have to give their talks in front of an audience and a, a friendly audience, which will be the team of TEDx Aarhus. <laughs> and uh, so then this whole, hopefully will you know uh, train them and they will right. test their their scripts in front of us. And then we will still have two months before the events to to craft and 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 do some workshops for uh, uh, stage performance for example and voice training so so there's there's the whole TEDx journey there do you um, have them do this together so they all feel like they are part of a team all the speakers as, as much as you can get them together or is this all individual um, last year it was a little bit individual until we got to the rehearsal parts. Uh, the rehearsal was during the last month and a half right. before the event. And then they got somehow, they got together and they started to know each other. But this year, I think we will try to organize something for them to meet. Because I think it's a good idea um, to support each other. Yes, our, our experience is we do um, we do hangouts with them, mm -hmm. and okay. so we'll have you know six seven of them, and we'll do two or three in a row in the evenings. And as it gets closer, we find uh, just having Q and A hangouts is really okay. Good, oh, that's a very good idea, right? And because what happens is you know they're off on their individual journey. And yet they all are fearful. They're all nervous. They all have questions like simple questions. What should I wear? Um, what, mm -hmm. you know, we, we talk about nutrition. We talk about wellness. We talk about getting sleep. We, you know, and so the question you answer for one person is equally valuable for the other person who maybe didn't ask it. Right. Mm -hmm. So in this process, um, I like to talk about dragons. I, I don't know why I like dragons so much, but I do. Because it feels like there's always some kind of dragon. There's a challenge. What What's the dragon you have in this curation process? Um, I think that my biggest dragon, I think it's a personal dragon. <laughs> yeah, that, that's often the case. So I'm fortunate enough that I'm passionate about my work and about TEDx. Mm. So, uh, how to balance between the two things that you're passionate about? Oh, I so see. That's, I Have think you figured that, that out? Or you're con your kids, it's a constant challenge, isn't it? Uh, it's a constant challenge, yes. But I, I think I've, I've, I'm, I, I'm, I'm figuring it out. Uh, and I think the key is collaboration and, you know, uh, sharing tasks and asking for help. Right. Well, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes, and and sharing the task, so collaborative work. I yeah. mean, this we are a team. 
It's so much so, fun, isn't it? I mean, you don't have to feel like you're exactly. the only person. What, um, if you're giving, you, you know, you've done it three years now, you're a veteran. Um, what, what advice would you give to other veterans? So it's people who, you know, we've done it, but you've still learned something. What, what advice would you give to veterans that you think is important? I'd say get new, get new fresh team members every year. Um, that we get will bring new ideas to the table and be as open as you can for those, you know, to listen to those ideas. And for first timers, um, I think that get as soon as possible the mission, the vision, and the core values mm. of your TEDx event, mm. and then remind those to your team as much as you can. That is that is so so important. Um, I think that people don't quite understand, though. Uh, I think they're getting it. We're building a business, right? We built. It's like a startup. Someone says it's like a startup because in startups you don't get paid. Uh, but it, you know, you have all of the. You have team dynamics. You have finances. You have deliverables. You have a product. You know, you're creating a television studio for one day. You have audience interaction, you have marketing, you have all communications, everything that uh, that a business has. But I don't know that we think about it that way, but we're building a long-term brand in our cities uh, and we yeah. want to have a, um, a certain quality and a certain uh, a feel that, that our partners can count on, that they can be associated with something that's great. So, so you're suggesting being very clear in the communication to the team is very important. Yes, it is. It is the key, actually, the key to success. Oh, the key to success. Oh, I love that. And what what are you looking forward to most at this year's event? Um, well, choosing the final panel of speakers. Oh, yes. And and learning new things about and redefining this uh, TEDx journey of uh, becoming a speaker. So so. I'm looking forward to crafting and helping them craft their, mm. their, their you know, speakers' uh, talks. I really enjoy that part. <laughs> we we call that the road to the red circle. That's a good name, actually. Right, because it it it, it, really, <laughs> it really is a journey, isn't it? Right, there's it all is the little road, side trips you take and the people you meet along <laughs> the way, and uh, they become friends forever. I was talking to. Greg, who's the curator at TEDx Fargo, and mm -hmm. what he's most looking forward to this year, next year actually, is bringing all 150 of his speakers back. Um, because, that is nice. Isn't that a great idea? I just I yeah, love that idea. So if you were able to travel to any TEDx in the world, and you had the time and money and someone was buying you a plane ticket, where would you love to go? I can't say, I can't give a name of a specific TEDx event that I'd like to attend because I think that I, I'd love to attend one of these events that maybe you find when traveling in Africa, Asia, you know, those events that are without, without any, barely any like technology oh. and, and just like a very local, small 
TEDx event organized by the local town village in the middle of nowhere, you know, a cozy event and event an event where the essence is the important bit. Uh, you know, I I haven't heard that answer yet, and that is, I don't know if you know the story, and I don't remember now, listener. If you know the answer, send us send us a note. Um, Mark at hackingtheredcircle dot com. There was a TEDx in Africa that was done in a parking structure where they used the battery power of the car to power the projector and they shine on a sheet that they had on a wall and there were 10 of them. And I said, okay, that's, that's the essence. So that's what, that's what you mean. I mean, what a great story that was. Yeah. I mean, like those in which, you know, the TEDx letters that we see on stage, is just, you know, a drawing. (laughs) (laughs) That that would be amazing. Uh, I mean, because I think that some, somehow, Maybe sometimes we we lose the essence of what a TEDx event should be, right? I mean, there's nothing there's nothing wrong about doing you know like dream sure. big, etc. But I think that just just the, that type of event that works that's also a TEDx event. If you listener, if you know of such an event, drop us a note and uh, we'll make sure that Balin gets it. Um, Balin, as, <laughs> as I as I as I come to the the end. Of, of our, our conversation, um, I'm always interested in what we call the, your best hack. What is that, you know, that thing that you know, like this is, this will work all the time. What's your best hack? I, th- I think I, I would like to give two. And the first one, don't look for polished speakers. Look for the idea. And... Because the, you know, like the speakers can be polished throughout the throughout the mm. uh, journey uh, to the red circle, and then secondly, take care of your speakers because they are the best ambassadors for your event. Yes, you're so absolutely true. Taking care of your speak. Do you have uh, speaker concierge or things like that where you're taking care of the speakers? Uh, no, not 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 yet. But I mean, we we take care of it, of them in different ways. Like it's, we we have a very personal treat to them, and we're I, I don't know. We we try to to take as much care of them as as possible. I I love that the um you what you might think of is um having a couple of volunteers as mm-hmm. your as concierge. Um, for the the day before for rehearsal and then the day of, uh, we found mm-hmm. that worked really good. Just that they knew there was someone who could go get them a coffee or get them green juice or you know help them in you know because they just we want them to only be thinking about the talk and thinking about yeah. the performance and not have to worry about oh I. I need to get something from the cleaners, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, you know, having that is great. That's a very good idea, actually. We we sort of did that within the team, but we also had to, you know, creations, uh, creators, but we also had, to, we were very busy as well during the event. So maybe that's a very good idea, actually. Is, there, is there a question I didn't ask you? Uh... That you'd like to say <laughs> something else you'd like to, to leave us with? 
Maybe would I recommend organizing a TEDx event or being a curator oh. or speaker trainer? Okay. Hmm? Ah. <laughs> and I'd say yes, of course. <laughs> I think it, I think it, I think it's one of the best things um, that you can do, and I think that you learn so much about yourself <laughs> and about you know these interesting people, but not just about them, but about you as, as well. I love that. That's a great note to end it on. And Balin, it's so great to meet you. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you in person at TED Fest. Yeah, likewise. And likewise. Uh, best of luck there at uh, TEDx Aarhus. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.